Hey friends, you're listening to Changing the Conversation, a podcast by African Leadership and the Mocha Club, where we take time to sit down and explore topics to challenge our perspective in pursuit of better loving people and the world around us. Hey friends, it's your pal, Fallon, and I'm hosting solo today, actually. I know we all miss Emily. She's the best, but it's just going to be me today with our guest. But have no fear because today's episode is going to turn that frown upside down. We have such a fun episode for you today. I get to chat with my friends, April and Bailey, and they work at a local Nashville coffee shop called Crest Cafe. So here at the Mocha Club, we love all things coffee, obviously. And so today we get to learn about how Crest Cafe has a unique approach to the way that they run their coffee shop and invest in the local community. So we're excited for you guys to listen in and here we go hey ladies welcome (laughs) y'all listeners i am so excited for you guys to be tuning in i got some really fun gals on the podcast today i'm so thankful that they're here to chat um it's really fun to be with you too we're so excited to be here yay okay so i'm with my two friends bailey and april we've known each other for quite a few years now just through different mocha club events in the past that we've uh participated in together But it's been fun to see you enter into this new endeavor um, that y'all are doing, which I guess we'll talk about in a minute. But first, I just want y'all to tell us a little bit about yourselves, want our listeners to just get a picture of who April is and who Bailey is. So yeah, who are you two? They're like, who's going to start? <laughs> you, point. <laughs> okay, I'll go first. Um, my name's April, and I'm one of the unicorns, as they call us. So I grew up in Nashville, yes. um, just right outside Nashville and Mount Juliet. I decided I wanted to get as far away from Mount Juliet as possible, so I moved 20 miles down the road to go to <laughs> Belmont University. I love it. Um, and even though it was still super close to where I grew up, it was a totally different place. The city, if you will, lots of people from out of town. I loved it. And then, you know, Nashville just started to change and evolve and become even more packed with music and all the fun things. So I just decided maybe I don't want to go far away. So I stay here and I've loved it. I run a coffee shop, which we'll talk about later, um, (laughs) and do a couple of other fun things. And I just... I love the direction Nashville's going of being so inclusive, which is something that I care a lot about. And just Mm. um, I really have a passion for at-risk youth, and I've done some work in that department in the past. And I love – I just love that this is a city that's so welcoming and so on fire for good causes. I love Mm. that. Okay, so you grew up in Nashville. Kind of paint us a picture of what Nashville looked like 15 – 20 years ago. Yeah. It, it was a lot different um, for sure. It was still like country music mm-hmm. reputation and like people, if you were traveling in the airport, people would be coming from all over to go to the Grand Ole Opry, which I feel oh like some of that's still the same, but now it's more all genres of music and not yeah. just like, I'm going to see Rascal Flatts at the Grand Ole Opry or I'm sure. going to see an Alan Jackson tribute or <gasps> what have Alan you. Alan Jackson. I, he was so my bad. favorite when Mullet, I was little. Yes. Mm. Love it. Were you a country fan growing up? I was, yeah. Like, 90s country is, I still listen to it. Okay. It's the best country, if you ask me. I um, love it. Yeah. Shania Twain. Oh, you know, like, girl. Mm-hmm. All the Come things. on over. <laughs> <laughs> Come on over, baby. Yes, ma'am. <laughs> yeah, so it was in that regard the same, but as far as, like, buildings and traffic and it's just so crazy. It's like I moved to a different city. Mm, and it was it, more quiet. Yeah, then. and it kind of happened overnight. Um, mm. And it's also, I feel like, a lot safer than it was 15 or 20 years ago because my dad grew up 
in the city. Okay. And he lived over kind of in this area, like South Nashville, and some areas were super great, and some they like he wasn't allowed to go after school or there's just like had a lot more crime and um and now I'm like now that these houses are selling for like a million dollars in those neighborhoods so it's been crazy to see it but I feel like the roots are the same we've just introduced a lot more culture from people moving from different states and different countries and it's been cool to watch yeah and what did you study at Belmont um, I started out as a nursing major. Nice. I thought that's what I wanted to do, and that's what a lot of my family had done. And uh-huh. um, after a year of nursing school, I was like, check, please. Don't yes. want to do this. <laughs> so I switched to Christian ethics. Okay. Um, had no clue what I wanted to do with that, but I knew I had a heart for at-risk youth. I liked the leadership aspect, and I also liked the very gray areas. Like, I don't like math or science because it's so black and white, but philosophy or Christian ethics was very, like, gray. It's just, like, how you interpret the world, how you see things differently. And I was like, yeah, I want to do that. Like, I want to think about world issues and think about why people are the way that they are. So, yeah, Christian ethics. I love it. Yeah, Christian ethics. Okay, I've never even heard of that as a major. Yeah, that's what everyone says. Uh, (laughs) But someone that picks that besides you, like – um, do they have like, I want to be a pastor or a teacher? Is there like one career focus that you would choose that major to? Kind of, yeah. It's usually for like a ministry background, okay. which I was in ministry for a few years after that. And I think it's helpful. Um, if anything, it teaches you that there's a reason behind the why people are the way that they are. Mm, interesting. That it kind of gives you an insight into other religions and like we're so quick to close people off and say like well you think differently than me mm. whereas i think it really helped me see the the similarities i guess between people who were supposed to be polar opposites to me like we went through all the different religions and how like buddhism is actually more closely related to like christianity in terms of the like goodness that they want to see in people and that Mm. they want to like bring peace to the world and just like helping you relate better to people which I really liked yeah um and helping you see that like people in the bible were real people and just kind of bringing life to things that were just like so quick to like shut down or think aren't important just Mm -hmm. really told you to like look at the details and there's a reason for everything man sounds like a great major yeah I don't know what everyone's doing with it now. I think we all kind of scattered, but I think it was helpful. Yeah. Oh, I love that. Awesome. Sweet. Thank you for sharing. Of course. Okay, Miss Bailey, tell us your little story about coming to Nashville. Yes, yes. So I feel like I'm a newbie. I've only been here for um, just going on two years. Oh, wow. Okay. And I moved from Atlanta, Georgia. Well, just north of Atlanta, um, I say Atlanta because it's recognizable. But I was really uh, more towards the mountains. Went to um, school in Dahlonega and moved here uh, shortly after I graduated. Um, It was a little bit of a change because it went from small town, mountain town, to um, this big, beautiful music city. So that was a huge change, and and I've been loving it. I came here for a job and um, decided to kind of stick around and settle down and and it's been wonderful. That's I've, awesome. um, yeah. It's, Did it's you, uh, like, were you searching for jobs in Nashville? I was actually. Okay. I, um, funny enough, I was listening to a speaker who was talking about things going on in Nashville okay. and that it was, I was searching to get into um, either nonprofit or social enterprise work. Sure. 
And I had a background in creatives, so art okay. marketing and photography, graphic design. And I wasn't sure how to take those skills and kind of transfer that over to nonprofit. Sure. And um, I listened to this speaker, and he talked about what was going on in Nashville. And I was like, wait a minute. He's working with a ton of different uh, organizations that are uh-huh. all doing very like-minded things. Uh-huh. And um, I reached out to everyone that I could and <gasps> yes. snagged a cool job. I love it. Yeah. It's it's evolved into this huge journey where, where April and I are doing our own thing. And uh-huh. and we've I know we'll talk about it in a minute, yeah. but um it's been it's been a cool experience. That's really cool. Mm-hmm. So what is your favorite thing about Nashville and living here? And what I always say is it's the community. Yes. It's I came here mm. for a job and I stayed for the community. It was mm. so easy to feel connected and to feel like there was this movement going on and mm. that I just had to be a part of it. Yeah. So definitely the people. Yes. Mm-hmm. The people in Nashville are such a gift. It's I would say probably that would be my answer too is oh, when yeah. people ask me why I've stayed in Nashville for so long because I've been here for six years now, which is crazy. Um, but it's definitely become home because yeah. of the people and just the community that feels like family and um, yeah, it's a great little place. So it is. That's awesome. Sure. So when did y'all meet? How did y'all get introduced? So we used to work together. Okay. Um, and we, I don't know, we were in a staff meeting and Bailey walked in. I think I'd started a month before. Uh-huh. And it was one of those things where like, oh, that girl looks cool. But then you're like, how do I make friends in this new job? Like, they don't, I don't you know, it's just like that thing where sure. you're like, oh, I want to be friends with them. And then sure. we, our offices got next, set next to each other. And we were like, oh, this is fun. Yeah. We just like immediately were like, what are Bailey and April doing? We were always like, we call them classic mess arounds, but we were always doing something that was like either not supposed to happen or that normal people wouldn't do so oh my just became, gosh we just immediately hit it off and like she's as weird as i am this right. is great yes so, weirdness yeah. brought you two together oh. i see it <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. absolutely and has bonded us together yes, yes it has bonded uh-huh oh my gosh that's awesome so sweet okay so besties come together at this old job and then you decide to move forward on a new endeavor dun da 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 crest cafe yeah <laughs> So um, April and Bailey work at this really sweet coffee shop that's in a neighborhood in Nashville called Wedgewood, Houston. And it's just this cute little coffee shop. And I'll let them tell more details about what makes it so unique. But it's right in the middle of this really awesome neighborhood. And just the way that this uh, coffee shop serves the community has been um, so inspirational for me just to watch y'all what you do um, for the surrounding neighbors and um, for your community there. So I want to talk about that. But Okay, beginning roots of Crest Cafe. How did it come about? So April really got introduced before I did, but Rusty, who's our third business partner, had approached really April and was talking about how he wanted to serve the community. Hmm. And he had this great space that wasn't being utilized, and he looked at her and he was like, this is what I want to do. I don't know exactly what that looks like, Mm -hmm. but... He knew that April had this incredible vision and this kick butt attitude of I almost cussed. Kick butt <laughs> attitude of <laughs> beep <laughs> of like getting stuff done and she ran with it and I quickly saw what was going on and I was like, um, can I get in on this? Yeah. Like, how can I help? Yes. And at first it was volunteer based when okay. I came in. Okay. But it started rolling in June, May. 
Yeah, well, May, we started, like, renovating the space. And so May and June were a lot of, like, sleeping in the cafe. Like, (laughs) we were painting bathroom scenes and doing all the crazy stuff. And then we started slowly letting customers or people from the community come in in July. And then we launched officially in August. Yeah. Okay. So, wait, back up before the cafe starts even – starts to begin to be built. So you have a vision for something. Do you have a vision mm-hmm. for a coffee shop in particular? Or what's talk about more of your vision of what you No, not particularly thinking. a coffee shop. Um just kind of this I've I love the idea of safe spaces and creating um a place where anyone can feel welcome. I think mm-hmm. that's my overarching goal and whatever I do is to make anyone feel like they can come in and immediately be a part of whatever that is, a coffee shop, an at-rescue center, a restaurant, I mean, a juice bar, whatever that thing is. Uh I just don't like the idea of someone walking in and feeling like I don't belong here. Mm. So I kind of, I've always wanted to have this like youth center that um, kids can come to to get any sort of help or stay there if they don't have a safe place. So that's like the grand vision I had in my brain and I still have for probably a later date. But um, Rusty wanted people from the community to come in and he's like, we're also, our space is attached to a church. So we were like, what can we do that wouldn't be weird in the community? Like, what do people like? Well, people like to go to bars. People like to go to coffee shops. Well, we could only do one of those with the space that we had. So we're like, okay, let's do coffee. Like most people like coffee or tea or that's a very natural thing to do is to come in and just like sit and work and have communal spaces over good drinks. So we decided to do the coffee shop and then we were like, Nashville has one on every street corner. What's going to set us apart? Mm. And that kind of played back into what makes people feel like they don't belong at coffee shops. And sometimes it's the like white walled, like, I don't want to use this word, but kind of pretentiousness of some spaces where you just walk in and feel like I can't touch anything, I'll break it. Or Mm. I don't maybe have $7 to spend on a latte. Mm -hmm. So we were like, okay, well, let's strip this down. Like, let's make this space look very living room-like, very welcoming, and maybe let's take away the price tag. And that was like, what if we don't make any money? Because are we going to give coffee away? Uh Which obviously wouldn't be sustainable. So... We're like, let's do donation-based coffee. So crazy enough, Uh we don't have set pricing for our coffee drink. So it allows anyone from a homeless person on the street to a celebrity singer-songwriter to come in and share the same space and drink the same drink and hopefully feel the same value. Oh, I love this Yeah, we have people paying 50 cents for a latte and we have people paying $20 because they're like, oh, this is important and maybe right. someone can't afford a coffee today and I want to take care of it for them. Wow. That is so cool. I think it's so innovative to think that to build a sense of community or intrinsic value among maybe people of different experiences is to take away a price tag on something and say, actually, this is available for everyone. Mm-hmm. Like I just, gosh, I would never have thought that's like an easy way um, to kind of level the playing field. And I love that that came to your mind and was like, hey, let's just make it donation-based and people can give what they can give and and that's enough. Yeah. Yeah, how is it sustainable when you don't have a price tag? Have you seen it work? And what are some like things you're learning in that process? And Yeah, absolutely. I think overall it's, it's been successful. It, um, we 
see people that come in and we have a solid group of regulars that come in every morning and have community with us, share their lives with us and, and donate this for this product, this service and this, this space. And it's been awesome to see um, just how people have reacted to, wait, I can, I get to choose. Mm. This is, this is my decision. Yes. And it's really nice to even um, see the people that come in every once in a while that are maybe a little timid and, and, you know, this is all I have. Is this okay? Yeah. And we're like, oh, absolutely. That, that's the point. Right. You know, like right. whatever you have, like right. we're happy for that. Right. Yeah. You what's know? the reaction when people come in who have never been there before <laughs> and they're like, I'll take the, you know, vanilla decaf coffee. And how much would that be? And you're like, whatever you want. <laughs> and they're like, wait, what? Yeah. What's that reaction? <laughs> Um, it's usually like they always take a step back from the like counter right? and they, they like squint their eyes and they're like, I'm sorry. And then, or sometimes this is my favorite. We'll be like, do you want to donate? And people will be like, oh, no, thank you. And then we're like, okay. And they're like, wait, but how much does my coffee cost? We're like, that is a donation. They're like, oh my God. Uh. It's just like, it's so it's funny. It's like, and I think it kind of takes the edge off though too. when when we do it that way and everyone sure. usually gets a good laugh, but then they're immediately like, oh, I didn't know I was going to have to think about this today, which mm-hmm. is also like another cool factor is you're giving people the chance to be generous. And I feel like we wow. kind of get robbed of that. Mm-hmm. A lot of the times we just blow through our day. Um, nothing wrong with it. It's just like how society is set up and we sure. don't take those moments to be like, okay, like what can I give? You know, it, and maybe some people are stuck in a job where they feel like they're not contributing. And I feel like they, in this moment can be like, oh, wait, I can do something nice for someone else today. Like I can give $10 for two coffees or pay for the person next or, you know, whatever. So I think for every one person that's a little turned off by the idea, there are 10 more that are like, whoa, that's cool. So cool. Yeah. Okay. So have you had like really cool stories of someone coming in and being like, hey, I want to pay for these people next to me or yeah, just anything where you saw people really be generous at your shop? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Um, we had actually a a two a couple that was in from out of town. Okay. This was just like two weeks ago. And um there was a woman in front of us, one of our regulars, she's amazing, but she that day was getting coffee for her office and she was like, you know, I'm here all the time. I don't have the money this morning, but I'll I'll come back. And I'm like, girl, I know you will. Like, don't yeah. worry about it. Uh-huh. You know, it's again, it's the point. And they were um walking in uh, as she was ordering. So I think they caught the tail end of it. And the woman walks up and she was like, you know, I'm from Australia. We have a cafe that's kind of like this. It's it's a restaurant based in her hometown. Uh-huh. And she was like, the food's incredible. She's like, but I've never seen a business model like this before. And she's like, I travel all over the world. I've never heard, like I've never besides this one place. Uh-huh. And she was like, asking um, what the vision of it was about and all of that. And she was like, so I heard that that woman wasn't able to pay. And I, you know, yeah, you know, every once in a while that happens. It's sure. like, it's the point. This yeah. is, you know, our community. We want to support our community. Mm-hmm. And she goes, well, can I pay for her? And can I pay for the next five people that are going to be in here? Oh, my god! And we were like, you don't have to do that. And she yeah. was like, that's the point. She's like, that's. Me being mm. able, she's like, I didn't know how I wanted to give back to Nashville. Mm-hmm. And she's like, I feel like because of you guys, I was able to. Wow. And I was like, wow, that was 
that was really cool insight and just conversation that happened because she overheard yes. a previous conversation. Uh-huh. And I was like, that was so, I was like tearing up when she was talking to me. Yes. I was like, really that was cool. so cool. Do you have mm-hmm. families come in a lot, like with little kids and stuff? Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. I can just imagine that that's got to be such a cool thing for young kids to see generosity displayed in that way of like maybe their parents offer Mm -hmm. to pay for someone behind them or even like their parents coming in and being humble and saying like hey today I can't afford it but like next week I would love to come in and pay extra or whatever it is I just feel like for kids to see such generosity and humility um, at a public place has got to have some impact in that community which is really cool Mm -hmm. I love the vision I just I love Crest Cafe it's I think it's so awesome. But I also am curious about just the logistics of the shop. So what are y'all's roles at the cafe? Who's making the coffees? Did you guys yeah. have to, like, go to, like, barista school? Or, like, <laughs> I want to um, know. I don't, I don't, mm-hmm. I drink decaf. I'm very um, immature in my coffee knowledge. So, yeah, just want to hear how y'all learned about it. Yeah. A lot uh, of it was trial and error. Yeah. Was it? Yes. In yeah. the internet and just, yes. like. We both loved coffee already, so we knew what coffee we liked. We knew, like, it went from, like, this is good coffee and bad coffee to, like, oh, this coffee is a little bit bitter because it was probably um, brewed too long. Or, you know, starting to Uh be able to notice just, Mm -hmm. like, okay, if we do X, Y, and Z, it will taste bitter. If we do X, Y, and Z, it'll be too sweet or it'll be too light. And just kind of, like, it was almost like a giant science experiment yes we have fantastic cold brew i don't want to toot our own horn but beep beep it's delicious <laughs> yeah um but it took so long to get there we had okay. like we tried so many systems mm-hmm. and so many beans and we were like this is terrible and now we've landed on something that's so great but it took so long to get there so. <laughs> oh my gosh i can imagine um and so y'all work behind the counter like actually making the coffee yeah oh, but then you are behind the whole vision of yeah. creating mm-hmm. events and all sorts of things so mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah and how many are on staff with y'all we have five total employees okay. and then Rusty. Um, okay. So there's me and Bailey and me, Bailey, and another girl named Haley um, kind of do a lot of things. Like we all pull together for events. We pull together for social media and marketing and mm-hmm. um some cool things in the works for a little bit of a rebrand that we've been working on. It's a surprise, so we won't tell you too much, but keep an eye out. Okay. Um, And just, like, really, we – this is most of our, like, full-time thing. And then we have a couple of girls that help out making coffee, and they're, like, just the face of the cafe Mm. of, like – they're there in the mornings or there at night. So they've created this beautiful community of like all the college students that come to do homework at night love one of the baristas because she's always there and she just like sits down with them and like hangs out and I talks. And them. you don't get that a lot of places. So yeah. it's really cool to see the community that we're all individually building as well uh-huh. um, because we're all five pretty different. Um, so we are going to attract different people and have different conversations. So sure. mm-hmm. yeah, we like to keep a good mix of different people in there so we can keep the community feeling blended and yeah and a little and weird. that's actually something that I've noticed is at Crest Cafe the actual part where you make the coffees and the, even the counter is pretty small and so I feel like most of the time when I come in y'all aren't even behind the counter like yeah. you're out at tables <laughs> yeah. you're chatting with people you're running around the shop like it's just like you said such a welcoming 
um, environment to walk into. And then if someone does want a coffee, you're just like, great, come on over here. Let me go make you one. Like, <laughs> yeah. It's just so like familial and I just love it. It's a very cool um, experience to walk in and just, like you said, feel like we're supposed to be there almost. I'm mm-hmm. just like, oh, yeah, this is my local coffee shop. Even if it was your first time, it yeah. feels like, oh, yeah, this feels normal and comfortable. Um that's so encouraging. Yes. <laughs> no, honestly, I, I've experienced that. I haven't told you guys that, and I should have way sooner than on this podcast. But I, every time I walk in, I just feel very welcomed and loved. Yeah. And I think that's what y'all want. Like, that's yes, the reason yeah. that's the you goal. came up with Cross mm-hmm. Cafe. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, can you share some more about um, – well, first of all, for people that don't quite know about maybe Nashville and Wedgwood-Houston neighborhood, will you just kind of explain or paint a picture of kind of what that neighborhood or community is like? Who makes up that community? Where is it at Nashville? Stuff like that. Um, it's over by the fairgrounds. Gabby's Burgers is like a good reference point because mm-hmm. I feel like a lot of people love Gabby's and it's kind of like this hidden burger joint. So we are very close to Gabby's. Gabby's is kind of on the back side of Wedgwood, Houston, where the old Sound Stadium was. Yep. And so if you come back up, or Chestnut? Avenue, is yeah, Chestnut over and there? Chestnut, mm-hmm. yes. Okay. If you come back towards like the Belmont side of town from that, you'll like immediately pass Crest Cafe. Okay. Where and there's like a lot of cool new up and coming places in Wedgwood, Houston. I think mm-hmm. that might be the next pocket of Nashville that's yes. really gonna kind of explode. Uh-huh. And so it's really cool. There's a lot of us like startup small businesses over there right now. There's okay. Of course, there are distilleries down the street from us. Diskin, which is Nashville's first cideries down the street. Um, There is Clausen's Deli, which is really close to us. Yes, love Clausen. Yeah, so and I feel like all of those places are very have a common theme with us, and that they're very much like they want to have a community of people. They Mm -hmm. are they stand firmly behind their products or their brand and are like, we want to do something a little bit different than what everyone else is doing. Yes. And I think that's kind of the vibe over there is we're all very accepting of all people. I think it's got, so when you go to East Nashville, you have like, like the very hip trendy, you're like, oh my gosh, you're so cool. Like yeah. I wear the right outfit and <laughs> right. you've got 12 styles, right. which is like all of these like beautiful songwriters and beautiful families that you're like, oh my gosh, like I hope one day Picture my future looks like this. Yes, or like port swings. And <laughs> sure. Yeah. I feel like somewhere in the middle is Wedgwood Houston where okay. there's like these like very like vibey musicians and then there's like families and then. It's still a developing community, so you've still got these people who've lived there for 60 years, as well as the family that just moved from Texas down the street. Right, right. It's been really cool to kind of see everyone accept each other Mm -hmm. and it not be weird that this community is, like, blended between, like, super hip, super family oriented. And yes, yeah, it's been cool. And it's a pretty diverse community, correct? Yes, yes. Oh, I love that. Yeah, Wedgwood Houston is definitely one of my favorite uh, neighborhoods in Nashville just because of all the things you explained of older, younger, musicians, families, you know, all Mm -hmm. types of races. And I just – I love – this is going to sound cheesy, but to me it's a picture of heaven. Absolutely. Uh, It's like (laughs) – I um, have attended churches in the past where it's just white middle-class families, which is awesome and beautiful, but not at all what heaven's going to look like one day. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and so if heaven's going to come to earth, I want to I wanna be in a place that looks like heaven already Ugh, here. You're giving me chills. <laughs> I know. <laughs> yeah. So that that is Wedgwood Houston, and that's who you're serving, mm-hmm. um, which is awesome. It's really beautiful. 
Okay, so Crest Cafe is a part of, you mentioned this earlier, but I want to go back to it. It's part of a church, actually, correct? Well, so yes and no. It's a very complicated answer. So we, the building itself used to be a Long Hollow church campus. Okay. And when the head pastor of Long Hollow passed away a few years ago, they kind of revamped and closed a lot of satellite campuses and went to more of like an actual pastor in the church kind of campus. So they had had one in the Hillcrest building. They had had a remote campus. Okay. Um, The building was paid for and they gifted the building to the community. Oh, wow. And that's where Rusty came in. He was attending Long Hollow at the time and was a volunteer, like, pastor. And so he was like, hold on, wait, we can't leave these people in the community because at that time specifically, there were a lot of families that attended that church Mm -hmm. that needed and were dependent upon food ministry and child care and after-school programs. And so he's like, we can't leave them. Um, Right. Well, Rusty also owns a construction company in oh, Lebanon. Wow. Okay. So, and he it, it's very successful, and he's very busy with that. So I really don't know how he found the time to <laughs> pastor Hillcrest, but he somehow did. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's when he inherited the building, and the part that's the coffee shop now was kind of used as a storage for some of those food ministries and couches and just all the things that churches get sure. as a donation that don't always get immediately used. Sure. Um, and so our – yes, the cafe is attached to a church, but it functions as – a nonprofit entity. So Got it. you don't have to be a part of the church or even be a Christian at all to come to the coffee shop and we want you to feel welcomed no matter what. And yes. it does kind of make some people feel a little odd that it's next to a church. And okay. one of our regulars loves the Lord, doesn't really love traditional church, and will not step foot in the hallway that leads to the church, oh, but wow. comes almost every day into okay. the cafe. And I think that, again, is like a, this beautiful picture of yeah. what heaven's going to be like. We didn't all have the same journey, but totally. we're all going to end up kind of in the same place. So Yes. Yeah. Oh, that's really cool. So there's not much like partnerships happening between the church and the cafe or events and stuff like that? or We, d- we do work with them frequently. Okay. Um, okay. Like we help out with the food ministry. Okay. That's there. And then we did just do an event uh, in December, the gift that was for single moms, um, where they could come in and just kind of get loved on, pampered a little bit. Their kids got to shop for them, and then they got to shop for kids. Oh, my god! So we helped um, anything that that they do that we want to be a part of. Yeah. They are super open to that, okay. as are we, and we yes. try to support each other as much as possible. Okay. Yeah, we're cool. all serving the same community. So. I love it. Mm-hmm. I love that. Um, and then, April, you said earlier you are talking about your passion for at-risk youth. Mm-hmm. How does that tie into Crest Cafe, if it does at all? Or, yeah. yeah. Um, in a little way right now is that we use Humphrey Street coffee beans. Mm-hmm. So um, if you're not familiar, Harvest Hands is a ministry that um, works with youth in the community to – do an after-school program, give them homework help, but also teaches them important skills like hygiene and leadership and all of the things that maybe they aren't getting at home or maybe they're not getting at school. Um, And they also are teaching the high school students trade skills. So they make soaps, lotions, they roast coffee. And so that money that you get or that goes back to them when you purchase coffee beans goes into scholarship funds for the kids. so that they can, one, be a part of the after-school program, but two, can help them settle into what life's going to be like after high school. Sure. So we use their beans so that we can support them, their kids right in our local community. And a lot of them come in in between the time that 
they get off the bus or get out of school and that the Harvest Hands ministry starts. So they come in and get hot chocolates, and it's just really beautiful to watch. And we also, Bailey and I, because, you know, the cafe wasn't enough, we decided to start another company. Um, and, and we weren't busy enough. I know. We are like, let's try, maybe do another something crazy. Yeah. Um, so we started an apparel company called Crest and Trough Co., and with that, we are teaching at-risk youth how to screen print, oh, as wow. well as some business skills um, mm-hmm. of, like, if they're interested in marketing or accounting, which I can't help you with, but <laughs> Rusty can, so okay. <laughs> um, and just some, like, good life skills, maybe give them an after-school job that's a little different than, mm-hmm. you know, working fast food or working as a babysitter, just mm-hmm. giving them a little different option. And we hope to be able to hire some at-risk youth to help us in the coffee shop over the summer. So Very cool. Yeah. So one day they'll be hired in to be part yeah, of the staff. Yeah, that's a dream. Oh, that would be amazing. I would love to come in and have some kids help me with my yeah. coffee. How cool would that <laughs> How be? How cool would that be? Way to go. I love that. So that's through Harvest Hands is how you partner with those with, at risk? Well, or is it through different programs? Through different programs. Okay. Um, I was the director at an at-risk youth center before this, and so I have a lot of youth contacts, okay. and I'm still in contact with a lot of the youth that are still in school right now. Oh, so nice. I kind of just like pull from that and pull from just kids in the community. Yeah, some of them are from Harvest Hands. Some are from... Um, the old center that I used to work with, some we just randomly meet or they bring their friends. Um, Like we invited two of the students that used to attend Hillcrest when they had student ministry. Okay. Um, They are so fun. It's a brother and sister. And then they brought three friends. And so then all five of them learned how to screen print. And so it's just kind of word of mouth. They're like, hey, we're doing this thing after school. Do you want to come? And we usually like have snacks or food or something. So what kid's going to be like, no, I don't want free dinner. (laughs) Right. And to learn how to do something. Yeah. Promise. Free food, and I will be I'm there. I'm I'm like, I'm showing up for that. <laughs> do you do all the? Uh, it's Crest and Trough. Do you do all that at Crest Cafe as well? We've got an office upstairs um, oh, okay, that cool. we do a lot through, but we also have a co-working space um, with Fort Houston, which is right down yes. the street, and they are actually a nonprofit, kind of doing similar work with okay. uh, with scholarships for. Um, future makers, which is really cool. Oh, that is cool. And then we also have a press at our house, mm-hmm. <laughs> right in our living it. room. <laughs> yes, in-house production. Yes. <laughs> Seriously, right, right it. in our living room. Oh, I love. I it. told we to- you we don't do normal things. It's just. <laughs> and I don't know if you didn't catch this, uh, listeners, but they also are not just friends, but they live together <laughs> as well. Yes, in our living room. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Yes. Oh, that's so funny. Yes, yep. work together, live together. Oh, yeah. Life together. Yes, yes, yes. I love it. Touched at the hip. Sometimes how you got to go through life is just someone who just knows you almost as well as you know yourself and maybe even better than you know yourself at times. And yeah, how do you all like encourage each other in this work or push up against each other in times where someone needs to be called out? Or yeah, what's that dynamic look like between y'all in this? So we spend Wednesdays together. That's our because we get so wrapped up in the commotion of two businesses Uh that sometimes we'll catch ourselves like dividing and conquering almost to a fault where we like take off in two different directions because there's so much to be done. Sure. And so we kind of reeled that in um, maybe a month ago and or maybe more. And we were like, every Wednesday we need to spend all day together. Mm. And if that looks like us going from coffee shop to coffee shop or getting midday drinks or Mm – 
lunch all day long. Mm-hmm. Um, and we try to be super affirming and and talk about things. We talk so much. My boyfriend is constantly like, are you still on the phone with April? Like, <laughs> didn't you just spend seven, like seven hours with her? And I'm like, yeah, but there's just so much to talk about. Right. So, um, yeah, so I, talking and quality time, I think is our, Mm -hmm. is our saving grace. Are you guys similar personalities or do you feel like you're opposites and you kind of fit together like a puzzle? Both? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, So we are, have you decided your name? Okay. (laughs) No. Oh, no, they're What's happening? It's coming out. Weirdly, (laughs) I am somewhere stuck in this very weird hybrid between a four and an eight, which sounds insane. But, like, the over-romanticizing and the, like, I will tell you whatever you want to know about my emotions, no problem, that doesn't bother me, is very four-like. But the way that an eight is a protector and, like, wants to challenge people around them to be better, even if it comes across as maybe a little bit abrasive, I resonate with. Okay. But but the part of the eight that's, like, I don't want to talk about my feelings, I'm like, I don't get that because I'm like, I will literally word vomit all of my feelings <laughs> sure. to you right now. Sure, so sure, I'm sure. some weird yeah. hybrid of that, but Bailey yes. is – And it's it's funny because I'm a – I would say I'm a seven wing eight okay. strong. Okay. And um and I do have a hard time talking about my feelings. And so April's like, spit it out. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, just say it. I know. She's like, just tell me what's up. And I'm like, but okay. I can't. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, okay, she's she's made me so much better about that. Oh, I love it. Um, yeah. So um so there's things like that that because we share some of those um personality traits that we like latch onto so hard. Uh-huh. Um that I would say is kind of like a puzzle, something that she's really good at, I'm not so great at, and things that I'm really good at, you know, she's not so great at. And it's yes. it is it's a cool compliment. It's it's been um a unique season of life because neither one of us have ever been in this position. Mm-hmm. So we're constantly like, we've never been here before. Like we're yeah. learning. We need to not be so hard on each other or sure. hard on ourselves. Sure. And sure. it's it's been it's been super cool. That's awesome. What's been your biggest challenge to this whole thing, would you say? Oh. I mean, starting a business is a huge yeah. deal. Yeah. Especially with the vision that you have for it. I'm sure it's it's hard to have this big vision and not have it initially or um, mm-hmm. instantly be filled. Yeah. And I'm sure there's some, you know, some tug and pull with that. Yeah. And I think that's something we talk about a lot is we get kind of impatient with ourselves where mm. we're feeling like it should already be done and we should mm-hmm. be it should look a certain way and the process should be perfect and and we are a little overcritical in that in that regard and I think that's been tough on us because we mm-hmm. will sit down and well why isn't this process working and we're like well because we've been doing it for two months mm-hmm. and there's some kinks to work out and sure and so I think that realization that things are not going to be perfect right off the bat and we're going to have to do it one way and let it fail and then do it another way and see it just have so much progress and growth. Uh-huh. Yeah. And um, I think that's hard for us. I think our personalities mm-hmm. are let's do this and let's do it perfectly the first time. And so I think um, finding that truth and it's okay to to fail and to try again and to show ourselves grace has mm-hmm. been has yeah. been tough. I think it's with that like hard to go from this vision that you want to one day be able to help at-risk youth or be able to change the community and then have to start very slow because 
we don't have scholarship funds right now, but we are spending the time that we can spend with the at-risk youth, teaching them how to screen print. But it's difficult because you're like, I want to do something now. Like, I want to have their scholarships now. I want to have this whole center built where Mm -hmm. they can come. Like, I want to do more and more and more for them, not Mm -hmm. necessarily for our success at all, but because I want – I'm like, why can't I be spending every day with at-risk youth just hanging out with them and teaching them things? But it's just not the time for that yet, and it will be the time for that later. So right. That's hard because I'm going to tear up about it. Like that's where you get like so <laughs> oh, like. Oh, I love yeah. it. Mm-hmm. Yes. No, I get it. There's I a get beauty it. in the process, and yeah. we forget that. Mm-hmm. 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 Some um, something that my boss Emily, my co-host, who's not here today, unfortunately, um, but she has told our staff again and again, which has given me so much permission to just relax and breathe. Is she tells us to fail early and fail often. Mm-hmm. And for someone that is a perfectionist, and oh. I'll say it. I'm a one on the Enneagram. <laughs> I knew you'd jump into this Enneagram. Ugh, I know. I'm doing it. And also, <laughs> listeners who don't know what the Enneagram is, it's like a personality type yeah. test that mm-hmm. you take. And there's eight numbers. Or, no, nine sorry. Numbers. Nine numbers. <laughs> and it kind of tells you, you usually identify with one or two numbers. Um, that kind of explains how you interact with the world. Anyways, I am a one on the Enneagram, the perfectionist. So for me... It's always been hard to fail. Mm-hmm. It's always been hard to even step my toe into a pool if I think that there's a chance I could fail. It's like, I really only want to do things that I know it's I'm going to be good at because yeah. <laughs> then I feel like I'm just wasting my time or wasting other people's time. Mm-hmm. And so I think it was uh, last, not this past uh, New Year, but the New Year before when we had like our initial staff meeting for the new year, she like came out with this fail early fail often and it was just at first I was kind of resistant I was like no that doesn't make any sense we're gonna waste time (laughs) but honestly it has been such a freeing thing for me to step into and I've grown so much more by allowing myself to fail um in the trial and error that you're talking about of like okay let's try it this way if it doesn't work hey we know not to do it again that's saving time Mm -hmm. and now we have time for something new um and then I also think it's been a maturing thing in me personally um to just know to have grace for myself and to have honestly grace for other people when Mm -hmm. things don't work out um quite like we thought they would or planned for um so I give that encouragement to y'all to continue to fail early continue to fail often because it does mean a lot of growth and um, positive uh, movement forward. So keep it up. Um, okay, I do have one last question. What are some fun things coming up at Crest Cafe? Do we have any fun things looking forward to? I mean, I know you said there's a rebrand, but we don't want to like, you know, give away too many secrets. <laughs> but are there any like events coming up or anything happening in the shop that people need to come check out? I mean, people just need to come to the shop. Yes. Let's be honest. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, so we are rolling out three new drinks for April, which is Ooh. exciting. Um, we are made our own syrup for the first time. Oh, my gosh. Um, it's a honey and lavender syrup. Okay. It's super good. It's You can put it in anything, but we created it especially for the cold brew to have like a little spring flare. Okay. Um, so that's something that we are trying out. It's really cool. Um, Again, is this like YouTube videos you're watching that teaches you? Uh, how yeah, to I found an article on Pinterest, and I was like, we can do this. Oh my gosh! <laughs> like, I, whatever enneagram number that is, maybe right. I'm not too because I see I'm like, we can do that. <laughs> right, like, right. Make an apparel company, yeah. Make homemade syrups, why sure. not? Like, so I we have it. that, and we've got a few. Um, open mic nights and little concert series happening oh, at Crest. Oh, that's fun. Um, so when are those? We have 
Two in April. I think okay. one is on the 9th, and one, the date is still TBD in okay. April. Um, but if you follow us on Instagram. Yes. What is your handle? At Crest Cafe Nashville. Okay. Um, we'll post about those. Um, Perfect. As well as we do, like, a few pop-ups. So we do this thing um, at the Van D Quad at Vanderbilt University called Midnight Breakfast. Oh, and cool. So every semester they – Part of the residence hall puts on – shout out to RC also. He's a great RA. So he throw, <laughs> he throws this and just invited us to be a part of it. Oh, I love it. Um, So he does like a midnight catered breakfast. So he gets like pancakes from IHOP and McDonald's breakfast sandwiches and just all of this like college breakfast food the week of finals where kids are staying up super late. Oh, cool. And then he we bring in cold brew and coffee and lemonade and mm-hmm. just hang out with college students from like midnight to 1 or 2 in the morning. And it's <laughs> – <laughs> Again, weird, but we love we it. Love it's such it. a fun so way fun. to just like hang out and pretend we're in college again for yes. a yeah. <laughs> There you go. Back in college. Yeah. Not really where I want to go, but yeah, but fun to pretend for yeah, a night. Yeah, fun to pretend. Yeah. Oh cool. Okay, great. And then for those that haven't been to Crest Cafe, it is on Martin Street in Wedgwood, Houston. But if they just Google yeah. Crest Cafe, Google Crest it'll Cafe take them will come up. Yeah. straight to it. And we also have an awesome patio now that it's getting warm. Yes. So we have cornhole and darts. Um, <gasps> cornhole, you just spoke to my heart. I know. We favorite. have twinkle lights and umbrellas. Oh, so mm-hmm. come so and hang nice. out. And what are your hours? We're open Monday through Thursday, 7 a.m. to 8 p.m. Okay. Friday and Saturday, 7 a.m. to 5 p.m. And Sundays, 12 to 5. Perfect. Okay. Well, I am so excited to spend my morning with y'all. I feel encouraged. I want to encourage y'all to keep doing the great work. You guys are really impacting that community and Nashville as a whole in really beautiful ways. So thank you for saying yes to the call and vision that you guys have had um, because it's been a blessing to many, many people. So keep it up. Thank you. Thank you for having us. Of course. Of course. All right, friends, thank you so much for tuning in today to our conversation about Crest Cafe. I really hope you go check out the shop. It is so cool. The community is awesome and the coffee is just amazing. So head on over there to Wedgwood, Houston and have a little coffee date with some friends. Um, And also, would you please, um, as always, head over to iTunes. Give us a little rating. Give us a little review. That helps us uh, get the word out about our podcast and gets more listeners in on the conversation. And if you're not following us yet, Mocha Club is on all socials at Mocha Club and African Leadership is both on Facebook and Instagram at African Leadership. Thanks, y'all. We'll see you soon.